This is Brady. Oh. He's going to share about what God did at the conference the youth went to. Yeah. Uh, I had fell down a hill and, you know, I uh, scraped my knee and then it um, it just started hurting. So I went to the nurse at the uh, shout and then she said that I should go to the closest ambient care. And we went there and then they wouldn't take the insurance card so I had to go to the ER and then there was nobody there. Absolutely nobody in the waiting room. And then I um, we were just sitting there and then they said that they had to take x-rays to see what, what was in my leg. And then they came back and then they said it was a possible fracture. They couldn't tell because it was just an x-ray. And then I had to get a CAT scan. And then while we were waiting, uh, I told Kate, she was sitting right next to me, and I said, if God did anything during the shout, my leg will not be broken. Five minutes later, the um, doctor came back. She said, you're free. Nothing, no fracture or anything. Stay right there. I'll steal this for a sec. Like, what did you see God do in the shout that caused you to say, my, my, my knee's going to be fine? Because, like, everyone... At like the shout, they even I experienced like the what was it called? like God in the room, yeah. and then I just said that. Did it, did I also hear you say you want to be baptized now? Yeah. What happened? What do you mean what happened? Why? <laughs> <laughs> because um, I I I heard you talking about it a few Sundays ago, and I wanted to be baptized. How do you like when I put you on the spot like this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Brady. Good job. Is Abby next? What's happening, Abby? Uh, hi. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I met, uh, I went outside because I was feeling overstimulated because mm. the music was really loud. So I kind of was outside for a while. And Does that happen often? Sometimes. While you're on stage? A little, but like I pushed through it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I went out, it was cold, which was great because I didn't feel like taking off my sweater. So I went outside in the cold and I saw some lady come out yelling at this little kid. Not little kid, she was like my age. But like she was yelling at her because she wanted to share a blanket with a boy and they were like full on screaming at each other. And so she, the girl ran off and she turned to me and went, are you okay? And I went, oh yeah, I'm just a little overstimulated. This lady's eyes went wide. And she pulled up her sleeves, showed me her wrist. It was like, I have two autistic kids. I know what you're going through. And it was such a weird moment, but like, it was kind of nice. Yeah, Naomi. I didn't learn her name until after I came back. Apparently people were talking about me. But we ended up talking for a while and she gave me her old Bible, which is in my favorite color, which Gabe and I were talking about earlier. And he went, it's a sign, which I don't know if he was joking or not. So we talked for a while, and then eventually I told her, like we were talking about school and stuff, and I was like, yeah, sometimes school is hard for me. Mm. School took away my 504 plan, and I recently got it back, and gym mm. is hard because I have Ellers downloads, and her eyes went wide again, mm -hmm. which was really weird, because like her eyes just go, it was great. And, <laughs> and so she snuck me back into the conference, and I got to meet someone else with Ellers downloads, mm. which... I've never met anyone else with Ellers Downloads, mm -hmm. and it was really nice to meet someone Explain with it. Explain what that is. 
Um, my joints are really loose, okay. and it can affect like my skin. It can, can mm -hmm. affect my eyes, which is one of probably something that goes with my bifocals. That was a really weird sentence. Yeah, it can affect my heart. So it was really nice meeting someone else who had right, it. Right. And we switched Instagrams, and I haven't really talked to them yet, but I really want to. So you leave the conference, and then you have these really meaningful connections. And what, what, how did you feel? Kind of emotional, but like, it was just really nice to talk and get out of like, you know, yeah. being stuck in the dark room yeah. with a lot of music and everything. Stuck in a dark room with lots of music. It, that's what it was. It was like this dark room. You're surrounded by people. People are jumping because it was like an energetic yes. song and just like flashing lights. And I was like, ah, nah, <laughs> I'm going to head out. So it was really nice to be able to like calm down and talk to her. Right. Especially like with her experiences and like with like her about her kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we actually colored for a while, so that was nice. You colored? I colored, yeah. Like uh, crayons or? Uh, markers. Markers, okay. Yeah, but it was nice. It was really nice. We talked, and I actually, last year, I got a Bible from Brian Connolly. I opened it twice in the past year. I've already opened the one she gave me like four times. Interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like God like, knows you and sees you and has been pursuing you, is what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that more now than before at the conference. Right. I've always had a really bad relationship, kind of. I've never really been able to talk to him. So it was really nice to, like, kind of, like, see what he's done for other people mm. and people I can relate to. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate you. Is it Danny's turn? By the way, can I just say that I really identify with that, Abby? I was at a Jesus culture thing, and you know how everyone's supposed to be like, ah, oh, Jesus culture, this is amazing. Like Martin Smith from Delirious, who's like, you, you, do you guys even know who that is? No, you don't, you're too young, okay. And he was joining Jesus culture, and like, ah, oh, everyone was like, oh, this is gonna be the best time ever, and the lasers were going, and the decibels were cranking, and I was like, I'm out, it's too noisy. I wanna use these ears the rest of my life. So I was out in the hallway, and then same kind of a thing. We connected with some other dude who was in the hallway, and it felt like a God moment. So, you know, the best part of conferences is usually what happens in the pews. How's everyone? All right. So mine isn't as happy that much. See, I'm going to give a teensy bit of background. I've gone through a lot of trauma mm -hmm. for my life. I felt abandoned. I felt not loved, and I had a lot of trauma. So when I went to the conference, the very first night, I think Brian was talking about depression and anxiety and not loving myself. Mm. That first night, I went up and I cried my eyes out. And I felt relief that I could love myself and that all my anxiety just lifted off to me. Mm. And then throughout the second day, my abandonment and not feeling loved like vanished. Mm. And that was a very hard thing I struggled with mm. from my biological mom leaving me multiple times and through my dad not hardly being there for me. So for that to leave out, for that to just go away, it felt like relief. Mm. I felt happy and that I knew that no one was gonna leave me, and if they did, it was for their reason and not because of me. More? Okay, so other things that happened when I was there, I felt fire, like God was touching me. 
And it was amazing. And I will say, like, when they're praying for me sometimes, and, like, it's just so powerful that I fell to the ground sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I had him touch me, tell me to pray for some people, which I did a few times. God did. God it, told you to pray. Yeah. yeah. It was... How did you know God was, in, you know, instructing you to pray for people? It was just, like, a pulling, like, a calling mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to this person, I was like, I don't know why, but... God wants me to pray for you, and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how to pray all that well, so I'm just going to say what comes to me, and I did. Mm-hmm. So, so who relates to that? I don't know how to pray all that well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And she did it anyway, yeah. so you can too. And something they said there was, like, who has a calling for, like, preaching for someone or, like, going to missionary works? And... I had a pull-in for that, too. Which one? I don't know if it was both or, like, one or the other. I just know I had a call-in for that. What did the speakers talk about? Because these people weren't there. Oh, uh, yeah. And you paid good money to be there. I did. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica Tate. Yeah, Jessica Tate. Her, she talked about PTSD mm. and yeah. traumatic things that happened to her. Yeah. And with her, I related so much to her words. Mm how it was hard for me to get out of my depression, mm-hmm. I was fighting it, mm-hmm. and right. I had suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. So with her, it was like I was meeting someone more who related to me more. Even though I know a lot of people had it, but it's more connection because she had trauma with it from people like trying to hurt her when she's on missionary works to getting through all the, the things that she'd been through. And for me, I was abused mm-hmm. with my biological mom. Mm-hmm. So I was having flashbacks with that mm-hmm. and with her, one in the relationship with her and leaving me, it was just like all traumatic. So I felt it and I felt it all go away. Mm-hmm. She's like, you can get through it. It's either death or the Bible. That's what she said. And you can run to death, but it won't get you nowhere. But if you go to the Bible, you can go places and be with the Father. So she went to a deep Yeah, she went place. deep, yeah. Like she talked about hope mm-hmm. and grief and trauma. Yeah. If I ask the room, who has ever lost, I'm not asking because I don't want to look at them right now. If I ask the room, who here has lost someone that they love deeply? If I ask someone who's lived through or been very close to a divorce, if I ask someone who here has been raped or has someone tra- like some kind of extremely traumatic thing, who, and I could go on, who here has a close family member or maybe you struggles with PTSD or depression or panic attacks or anxiety. If, I mean, I could, by, I could just ask maybe two more questions and then if that's you, stand, the whole room would be standing. Because mm-hmm. what I know is that hardship and suffering are universals. Sometimes we feel that we're either in the minority or we're even the only one. Do you know what I mean? And that, so like loneliness makes it, I'm sorry, I'm preaching at you. But yeah, like that, that is like good, solid. Jesus works really well in situations like that. Anything else you want to say before you're done? I don't know if this is all correct. Y'all can tell me if I'm wrong or not. For what I remember is that everyone has their hardship hmm. because God has a bigger plan for us. Amen that he didn't put 
that much stuff on your plate and know you weren't going to like not be able to handle it. He knew you could handle all the trauma, all the things that happened to you because he knew you were a strong person and he had a bigger plan for every single one of you. So you feel like you feel like you're embracing the idea that your life has purpose. Yes, that no matter what traumatic thing you've been through from getting abused or raped or whatever it is that you are worthy and you have a bigger plan mm -hmm. ahead of you and not to worry about your past focus on your future and your present because your past is going to drag you down and that's what the devil wants yep while i was there and for about the past four years i've struggled with suicidal ideations mm -hmm. suicide thoughts not wanting to be alive because i couldn't love myself and i've struggled with the love of god because mm -hmm. i felt like if i can't love myself then how could he love me mm -hmm. And while being there, I, I don't know what to call it, but I had like this meltdown, I guess. And I just got really upset because I, I, didn't, I didn't know why I couldn't feel the love of God and why I still had this ball of hatred and darkness inside of me that was slowly starting to consume me. A couple of times while I was there, I felt pure joy and I wanted to be alive and I... I really truly loved myself and I loved God for who he was for the first time in four years. When I got home and sometimes while I was there, I woke up in the morning and I wanted to be alive. I was happy I woke up. I was happy that I could see another day because, because that's something that I, that's the only thing I had craved for four years. About three weeks ago, Four, four now, about four weeks ago, I woke up in the morning and I had just had enough and I had a plan. I wanted to just end it all. I knew what I was gonna do, I knew what I was gonna do, and I knew how I was gonna do it. And if it wasn't for my mom walking in and me being able to tell her, I feel like I wouldn't have made it to shout. And I feel like that was God intervening because I have a bigger purpose. It's just not, it's not me, it's not who I am. And while there, much like Danny, who she's out there now, but much like Danny, when Jessica Tate was talking, I felt that I'm probably supposed to be doing missionary work and, and going and helping kids who have been through similar things to me, like sexual assault and abuse and all that. And I feel like that's my calling. My calling is to go share my experiences and help get through help get kids through the same things that have happened to me and adults too like I've always had this feeling of wanting to help women who have been beaten or have abusive husbands or children and just helping people and while being there I felt my felt God tell me that that was my calling my calling was to help people as far as some of the Holy Spirit experiences I've had while I was there at one point when they were talking about anorexia and bulimia, which I haven't struggled with since I was around 14, um, I fell, like I fell to the ground. I didn't realize that it was still plaguing me the way that it was plaguing me. Yeah. And one of the people there had came and was just praying over me. It was just kept telling me, you know, God loves you, you're beautiful, you're like, you don't need to do this to yourself, like stop. Stop basically hating yourself. He didn't say that, but that's what I took from it. And I, I felt God come lay his hand down on me and basically say, like, I love you for who you are, and you are forgiven. Like, mm -hmm. We love you. <laughs>
one thing that was said a bunch of times while I was there was the devil goes after the people who God has amazing plans for. And I used to wonder why all this, why basically I was going through hell is what I felt right. like, sorry. Um, but all like terrible after terrible after terrible experience. And granted, there are people who are going through worse out here, but it just felt like my life just came cr crashing down. Every time I felt happy, it just get ripped away from me. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that for 17 years, you know? And while I was there, I kept getting told, you know, the devil is gonna go after those who God has amazing plans for. So if you feel that way, just know that he has amazing plans for you. There's, there is a purpose for why all this is happening. Great job, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to preach today. I am going to pray a prayer that I wrote as an example of what I think prayer is. You ready? So pray with me. Father, at my lowest point, you were there. You loved me at my lowest point. You are redeeming every scar. You're trading mourning for joy. You're making beauty from ashes. You're removing the grave clothes of my grief and my shame, and you are calling me by name out of my tomb and saying, come forth. Jesus, your blood has washed me. Father, your spirit has sealed me. You have recreated my heart and made me brand new. I am spotless and without any faults. I am holy and blameless in your sight. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus. Resurrection power, the same power that raised Christ and exalted him, is in me. Christ is in me. I am not a mistake. I am the will of God on planet Earth. I am meant to be here now. I am not a failure. I am not a disappointment. I am a new creation. I have righteousness on the inside and I will live the will of God on the earth because I am not in Adam anymore. Amen. I'm not the old me anymore. The old me died with Christ. I was raised with Christ. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ. You and I are one and nothing will ever separate me from your love. And you aren't changing your mind about me. I'm not a slave to sin anymore. I wake up every morning justified. I wake up every morning beloved. I wake up every morning, morning anointed. And it ain't my fault. I didn't do it. Jesus, you laid your life down for me. You took the crown of thorns for me. You took the lashes for me, the cross for me. You did it to strip away the shame of sin, and you did it to destroy the curse of death. Father, you never saw me how I saw me. When I rebelled, you saw a lost son. And you called me home. And you set your love on me. 
You saved me because you delighted in me. You killed the fatted calf. You put the robe on me. You put your royal signet ring on my finger. And I now share the full inheritance of my older brother, Jesus. And you said, son, I'm always with you and everything I have is yours. You paid the highest price to make this body, this soul, this spirit your dwelling. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am being changed from one degree of glory to the next as I gaze upon the beauty of the Lord in the face of Jesus. And I finally know whose I am, who I am, and why I am. And I'm never going back. Amen. Amen. Hey, everyone. I'm Linda. Uh, Stan and I co-lead the prayer ministry here at Gateway. And uh, I know there's some visitors here, and this has been a different service than what you probably would have normally seen. But I am so thankful for the youth that shared this morning. While they were, because our, our middle son was at the youth conference with them, and so it was live streamed, and I kept trying to jump on and listen. And so I called Jessica Tate, who I just was like, she was fire. Uh, well, they all were. Um, but I, I said to, to Rusty, I was like, there are so many people going through so many things that we have no idea what they're walking through. And then we wonder, uh, we wonder sometimes why people act the way they do. And I'm mostly talking about myself, just stuff that I've gone through. And then you wonder why, you know, I've treated people the way I have or acted the way I've had. Um, today, I know there are people sitting here, you're not alone, that number one, I mean, I think I always feel like the most important thing is, do you know Jesus? Because if you don't know Jesus, or you, kind, you think you kind of know him, you need to know him. That, that is who is going to help you. I wrote this down because I think it was Danny that was saying God has amazing plans. He has amazing plans for everyone, but not everyone wants to partner. Not everyone wants to give up their ways. And I know Rusty and I were like that for a while. We had to get serious and say, look, we're all in. We'll do what you want. We'll go where you want us to go. And that was the best decision we could have ever made. And now, you know, we've got three sons and they've all said, yeah, that's what we want too. That's, a, that's every parent's desire, I think, is to see your kids walking the right path. I think a lot of you'll know the scripture that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to destruction. Another translation says, we can rationalize it all we want and justify the path of error we have chosen, but we will find out in the end that we took the road to destruction. And you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you could be on that path to destruction. And you're not really seeing that it's all that bad what you're doing, but I can tell you from personal history, it will catch up to you it will catch up to you. 
I am so blessed. We have an amazing, this is only part of them. We just have different people that come up each Sunday. But I know Tom and Teresa, if you want to hear their story come up, and they'll tell you about how they found Jesus, which is really cool. Whether it's entering into a brand new relationship with him, or you're just kind of like backslidden some and, you know, I need to get my act together. Let somebody pray over you and encourage you. It makes all the difference. I could just share so many incredible testimonies. Um, We also, in this house, we have a lot of prophecy and healing. And um, Alex, can you come up? Alex is my youngest son. All three of my boys and my husband are so good about if I say, oh my gosh, we need to pray about this. You know, they're just like right on it. Well, I wanted to share with you, um, I think it was... Saturday morning. I've had some heart issues off and on over the last several months, but I've been doing really good and I have a smart watch, so I keep track check on things. And Saturday morning, man, I was tacking along. My heart was just like going way too fast. And I was, I thought, you know, I haven't done anything that should be triggering this. So that's the first thing I needed to make sure I knew. I haven't done anything that should be causing this. And so I said to Rusty and Alex, man, I need you guys to pray. And, and I'm watching my heart rate. <laughs> and they said, amen. And it dropped by 30 points, just like that, like 30 beats per minute. And then over the next 15, 20 minutes, it just kept coming down more and more. If you, it is like, I mean, thank God I wasn't having chest pain or anything like that, but I can watch everything. I can watch my rhythm and my um, rate. Alex carries a, he car- he does, uh, two of my boys carry a healing anointing um, on them. And so I asked him if he would come up today. And so if you need healing for anything in your body, please come here. If you need to know Jesus, <laughs> you need to commit your life to him or recommit right over here with Tom and Teresa. Wonderful, wonderful couple. And then Stan and Dan, Danielle, I was going to say Danny because I know people call you Danny, but I still call you Danielle, um, are partnering up. And they, they love to, to bring healing and, and prophesy. So if you feel like you need an, a word from the Lord, man, right here, <laughs> right there, just line up. <laughs> do you have a word? Yeah, I do, actually. So right in the middle of worship, when we were worshiping, the Lord said, I emptied the tomb just for you. And I felt like that's for for anybody in this room. He left the tomb just for you. That was just for you. He did that for me and he did that for you. Please come forward, don't leave here. If you're struggling with anything or you just need, you know, like God, what's going on in my life? Right here, Stan and Danielle. Okay, if you need healing for anything, and it doesn't have to be physical, it can be emotional um, as well. And then Tom and Teresa are here. We love you guys. We pray that you have a really great week. We look forward to seeing you Easter Sunday um, right back here at 1030. Okay, you guys, and bless the food. (laughs) There's plenty of food. If you didn't know it was potluck Sunday and you didn't bring anything, that's okay because we always have a ton of food, okay? So thank you so much and have a wonderful week. We love you, amen.